It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network, if you dare. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. In the last episode of The Hawk Chronicles. I'm glad you have the video surveillance. Well, in this neighborhood, you need it. Now, check out these two guys approaching on foot. It's like they walked right out of a 1940s movie. John, I hope you have some good news for me. Well, the good news is we may have avoided a disaster with Kelly. Please, don't tell me she was there. I'm afraid so. Where are you? Looking for you, obviously. What on earth did you expect to find there? What I'm not finding anywhere else. Answers. Steady as she goes. No need to alert anyone that we're in a hurry. Once we get into visual range, we'll gather the troops and conduct the final briefing. Captain, unidentified craft, starboard and level at 50,000. Continue at standard rate. Let me know when they get within 15,000. We'll deploy the bat for recon. You're that confident in these two as a suspect? They look completely out of place. Between that and what you two found, I think we're close on getting an idea of these suspects. Detective Richards, I got a hit on the money. What have you got? We traced it back to Baltimore. This money belonged to a man named Quo. And now, episode 87, Circus Elephants. Quo? How is he tied into all of this? Was tied is more accurate. When Kate finally tracked him down, he swallowed a cyanide capsule. Our investigation into the kidnapping of Professor Lin led us to the popular Chinese restaurant in Baltimore. Quo was the delivery man there. Turns out he was working for Rage and kidnapped Lynn to work on the satellite bombing array with Prisoner 310. And these bills were recovered from the car linked to him. Kate established a connection between him and Wei Wang. She followed her to Sweden, where we joined forces and tracked her down. We were able to stop the bombing of Sweden's largest TV tower. That was after you kidnapped Kate and held her hostage. What? I had to. I was undercover with Wang's gang and Kate was getting too close to blow my cover. She eventually got over it and we worked together to stop the bombing in Sweden. Once we investigated everything we found, we realized that Wang was part of a much larger ring. Then the two guys we're looking for are tied in with that same ring. Or they were paid off with Quo's money. What we really need to do is find the source for this money. And if we find that, I believe we find our perps. I will check with the Stockholm office and see if there is any cash in evidence. And I'll contact Johannesburg to see if they had any cash involved in their investigation. Is there anything more we can get from Baltimore and this Quo person? Like I said, I worked the case with Mac before he made detective. It seemed that Quo's only involvement was in kidnapping Professor Lin. I've got to call out to see if there was anything they had on the money trail. Unfortunately, the only person who knows the most about this case is Kate. Here comes Farnsworth. No more IDF chatter. What you got? I ran the names and addresses on the car dealer's paperwork. I'm pretty sure it's a dead end. The address is a gas station on the east end of town. So I don't think we'll get anything useful back on a name search. This is a far reach, but if they came up with a legitimate address, maybe they were there. That's not too far of a reach. They would have had to get gas somewhere. And since they didn't use any credit cards, they would have to have gone and pay with cash. You thinking surveillance cameras? 
Well, the station does have a convenience store with it. It's possible there might be some surveillance video. How much fuel is in the van? Let's see. According to this, it has a full tank. So that should narrow it down some. Chris, you and I will check out the store, and you two follow up on the money trail. Will do. If it was recent, whoever waited on them might remember them. The car dealer said they really stuck out like a pair from a 40s movie. Let's hope this leads somewhere before our trail gets cold. Kelly Merritt? Yes. Mr. Holliday? Yes. Thank you so much for coming down to see me. Not a problem. Here, let's sit down. I know you're here about your sister, but I don't think there's much I can tell you. All of those years she spent on the Baltimore Police Department, and she comes here, and in just a week, she gets shot. How can that happen? I know it's ironic that while a police officer, she was never shot, and as an office worker for Homeland, she gets shot in less than a week. It's just a matter of wrong place, wrong time. I can't help but get the feeling that there is more to it. Something that your office isn't telling me. Believe me, Miss Merritt. If there was more, I'd tell you. Well, forgive me if I doubt you. After all, your job is keeping secrets, especially from the public. I know my sister. She is very cautious and meticulous. I just can't see her driving right through a gang shootout. I think she was on a clandestine mission that went bad. Clandestine mission? Kate is a translator and a liaison for Chinese Americans and visitors. On paper. Kelly, I know this is difficult, but trust me. Kate was the victim of unfortunate circumstances. She's not a spy or a secret agent. Now, have you been given any update on her condition? Only that she's in an induced coma before they do surgery. I can't see her. I can't get any information on her. People aren't talking. It's frustrating. So you've set out to get answers. Yes, and so far, no one is talking. Something is just not right. The whole shooting story sounds like a cover-up. Now what makes you say that? Like I told you, my sister is cautious and meticulous. I mapped her address to this location, and it doesn't go anywhere near where the shooting took place. Maybe she had a side errand to run before work. I thought of that. There are no stores, dry cleaners, or anything I could see that would cause her to divert her from her route so far. Well, what are you suggesting? Kate was never near that shooting scene. She was wounded, doing some other secret mission or stakeout or something. Let me assure you, Kelly. We have the ambulance report showing it was dispatched to that address, and they record what medical attention they provided and what hospital they transported her to. Like the government couldn't just make all that up. I know something is wrong here. I can halfway understand why we can't see her right now, but I don't understand how it happened. It just doesn't make sense. Things like this never do. When tragedy strikes, we all handle it differently. I'm really sorry that I can't be more of help. Can't be, Mr. Holliday? Or won't be? Thank you for your time. This may not be the last you see of me. I'm sure it won't be. Copy, Bat-1. Switching to open channel mode. How do you read? Lima Charlie. How you me? Like you're right here. Do you have an ORS reading? Roger that. Optical recognition system identifies the vessel as an ore barge. Rage registry. Oh, that's good for us. You should be headed right for Galaza. Jocko, do you have a registry of rage vehicles? Uh, that's affirmative. What do you need to know? It has a blind spot. Stand by. Ha ha ha. The old circus elephant trick. Alright, I'm familiar with an elephant. 
What's a circus elephant? Ah, not so much anymore because it's considered cruel. But, you know, the traveling shows of acrobats, clowns, and animals, they went from town to town to show locals what exotic animals look like and were entertained by various acrobatic performers. So what does an entertaining elephant have to do with the Orphrader? Well, when elephants move in mass, they taught them to hold each other's tails with their trunks. Ah, yeah. If there's a good blind spot, we're going to be circus elephants. Mercury, just above and between their main thrusters is a definite blind spot. It's reachable if you approach from below. Excellent. Keep your distance. We'll catch up with you and you can dock the bat. We'll join up on the bridge and set up our approach. We're going to ride its tail into Galaza. Copy that. Bat one clear. I uh, hate to be a worry, Ward, but it can get pretty bumpy going through those portals. The Mercury has a nice grappling hook. A lot like what's on your International Space Station. Hopefully there will be a good attachment point on the freighter. We'll hook up, power down, and ride them right to Galaza. Undetected. That's the plan. These big freighters don't have a lot of offensive or defensive systems on them. They shouldn't feel a thing. Rogers would be proud of you. <laughs> Where do you think I learned this? Now, why would Rogers ever need to sneak into an area undetected? Uh, how about a game of pool while we're waiting? You know, this is like looking for a needle in a haystack. Probably. But remember, our two needles stand out a bit. Now, where do we start? The cashier isn't busy. Let's see if she knows anything. Excuse me. Uh, yes? I'm Detective Richards, and this is Detective Farnsworth. We're from the St. Louis Police Department. We're looking for two suspects. Okay, what kind of suspects? I'm sure you've heard about the cell tower bombing. Yes, and if you catch that guy, I want first crack at him. He really messed up our business, not to mention my social life. We're following up on some leads, and one is that they use this address as their resident address for purchasing a new van. Here? Oh, good lord, who would want to live here? Uh, although, now that I think about it, I practically do. They were driving a white van with this landscaping logo on it. Mm, I don't recall seeing this, but I can't see all the gas pumps from here, and our cameras don't really show the sides of the vehicles once they pull up for gas. We're hoping they came in here to pay uh, beforehand. They were only using cash. This is the only photo we have from the car dealer. They may have had an unusual gait. Oh yeah, Dick Tracy and Sam Spade. You recognize them? Oh yeah, just from the clothes. Do you have a time frame? Uh, about 4.45 p.m. two days ago. That's pretty precise. How can you be so sure? I get off at 5 and I was thinking about what I was going to have for supper, so food was on my mind. These two guys came in and I thought, there must be a Comic-Con in town. These guys were dressed like 1940s gumshoes, but what got my attention is what they bought to eat. What was so unusual? Like I said, I was thinking about supper. These two guys bought a quart of milk apiece and bags of potato chips, salted pretzels, and dill pickles. Well, that is a little odd. <laughs> that's not the crazy part. 
They also picked up several packets of salt from the condiment table, and one of them opened his milk and poured in five packets of salt into his milk and shook it up and took a big swig. I almost threw up. Would you happen to have any surveillance video on that? Shoot, detective, I can do better than that. Check this out. I couldn't resist. I got my boss to get a copy for me so I could post it on social media. It's already got over 500 hits. We could have saved ourselves a lot of legwork. Here's my card. Send me that link. Is there any footage from the pumps? Sorry, they re-record over the tapes after 24 hours. Is there anything else you can tell us about them? Uh, they never took off their sunglasses, and one of them definitely had a limp, like maybe a prosthetic leg. Why do you say that? My mother-in-law has a prosthetic leg. One of them walks just like her. I'm afraid that's all I know. You've been a tremendous help. If you think of anything else, give me a call anytime. Sure. Thanks. Want to get something to eat while we're here? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I see you beat me back. How was the traffic? Eastbound on the bridge was fine, but westbound was horrible. Still, they were backed up all the way to Chester when I crossed over. Wasn't much better by the time I came through. Just glad I was eastbound for once. Usually, it's the other way around. So, did you get all of that out of your system? All of what? Pestering everyone from Perriman to O'Neill about Kate. I wasn't pestering, Dad. I was making inquiries about Kate. What were you doing? Looking for you and making inquiries about Kate. Did you come up with anything? No. Did you? Not a thing. So what do you say we call this fact-finding mission closed? For now. Look, Perriman has a lot of connections with law enforcement. I have a lot of connections there, too. So if anything new comes up, we'll know about it. The best thing we can do is let the doctors do their thing and law enforcement do theirs. The doctors I can trust, but law enforcement? I don't know. They move too slowly for me. Well, thanks mostly to TV. Cases are expected to be solved in an hour. Instant DNA results, trace analysis, all that sort of thing can take weeks in the real world. Believe me, I know that from some of our cases at the firm. Speaking of which, how did you get the day off? As much overtime as I put in, that's not the problem. They know my sister was hurt in the line of duty. They weren't about to stop me from going. This whole thing was sinking into me today. All those years on the force, I was so happy when she took that federal job. I thought, well, at least she'd be safe now. Exactly. And, of all things, she gets caught in the crossfire of a gang shootout. Ah, so no conspiracy theory developed yet. I didn't say that. I haven't ruled out anything yet. I'm keeping all options open. Kate is one of the most detailed-oriented people I know. I just can't see her driving right through a gang shootout in a part of town she has no business in. Things aren't adding up. Dum, da dum, dum. Welcome to another episode of MathNet, where things don't add up, problems are multiplied, families divided, and all logic is subtracted. Yeah, go ahead and make fun. Quite frankly, you know I'm right. Yes, I am, frankly, and you're Monday on a new case. What? Never mind. I'm just saying you're always on the case, even when there isn't one. So let's open up a new case. A new case? Yeah. What's for supper? On my way. Alright, Barnes. We'll have to continue this game later. Game? I haven't even had a shot yet. Tell you what. When we come back, I'll play you left-handed. I'm terrible left-handed.
Oh, I'm terrible left-handed. Right. Sounds like a hustler's opening line. <laughs> you think I'd really hustle the great Jim Barnes? In a heartbeat. You'd hustle your own mother. Not a chance. Really? Really. Who do you think taught me the game? What's their position? 150 at Lazenbuck 120. Uh, translation? About 200 miles at what you would call 12 o'clock. Tika, what's the position of the bat? Preparing to dock. Stand by, sir. Bat 1. Bay doors open, ready for docking. Copy that. Docking funnel at 9 and closing. 6, 3, contact. Standing by for depressurization. Seal is good. Pressure is increasing. All readings nominal. Landing bay doors are closing. Stand by for pressure check. Hatch seal good. Cleared for egress. Copy. Cleared for egress. So, what's our next step? We're going to drop about 45 degrees relative to our current path, so we can approach the rear of their ship in stealth mode. This angle will give us the optimum approach site to go undetected. Ah, then get close enough to use your cargo robotic arm to attach the ship to theirs. That's right. So, uh, who's going to do what here? Tika's going to put us into position. I'll use the arm to attach us to the ship. <laughs> you any good with that crane arm? <laughs> I can pluck a nose hair off a sleeping jubatan. Man, you know, I could have used you at Playland in Ocean City. We could pick those crane game units clean. Crane games? Listen, you ever come to Earth? I'll show you. Gentlemen, are we locked on track yet? Yeah, we'll be in range in just a few minutes. Once we attach, we'll be powering down all unessential systems. The quieter we can be, the better. How long do you plan to attach the Mercury to their ship? Through the portal, then about halfway to the mining moon. I worry about the possibility of rage fighters coming to escort them. Well, since they are headed to Galaza, that means they're empty. Maybe they won't need an escort. But we'll proceed with caution. Go back and fill your team in on our plans. I want you guys ready, just in case something goes wrong. Will do. Hopefully he won't be needed. Yeah, hopefully. Well, uh, did you have any luck? Maybe. So, was there any video of them fueling up the van? None of them fueling the van, but fueling themselves? That's another story. What? I don't understand. Let me check my email, and I'll show you. Well, this should be good. Oh, trust me, it is. Oh, good. Here's the link. What is this? We're hoping these two are our suspects. Those guys look a lot like the ones from the car dealer video. What are they doing? You see pouring something in that container? Just read the subtitles. This is salt going into a pint of milk. Salt? He's pouring salt into milk? Why? Maybe he's an alien. Excuse me? I don't think Soren got alien nation in Denmark. Just to show Soren, aliens on Earth drank sour milk. There are aliens on Earth? Of course not. It is just a TV show. But you know, if we run across someone ordering salt for their milk, I believe we might have our man. Did they pay with cash? Yes, but the store makes daily deposits. It would take a lot of manpower and time to go through the bank's cash to find a serial number. I think this video is all we need. The clerk also said that she was quite familiar with someone walking with a prosthetic leg. Just like in the car dealer's video. Send this link to our photo experts and let's see if they can pull off a good frame for us to use with the press. If anything, the way they are dressed might get us some leads. Yeah, be on the lookout for a man dressed like he's from the 1940s with a limp and asking for salt to put in his milk. 
There shouldn't be too many of those out there like that. Have you ever been to the village area in Old North St. Louis? But you're right. If we get the word out, someone is bound to recognize these guys. Captain Jocko, you and your crew mount up in the bat. I want you guys ready to go if we have any problems. Roger that. What's our ETA to capture? We're maneuvering the underbelly of the freighter right now. Moving into position on the stern. Copy that. We'll be strapped in and ready on your command. The arm is ready, Captain. You have control. I have control. Rate of closure good. Stand by for retro microburst in three, two, one. Retro burn completed. Rate of closure to zero. Grappling arm is locked on. Cutting it close. Portal passage commencing. Portal passage complete. All systems nominal. Nate, I think we have a problem. My wireless detection module just signaled something coming close on the rage frequency. It's common for a vessel that large to do a quick inspection for damage after a shaky portal crossing. There, at 11 o'clock. Barnsey, you know we don't use your time system. Just your immediate left. Right there. A camera. It's tilting up. Now, now, now it's starting to point in our direction. If it sees us, we're done. Will the Rage Freighter spot the Mercury? Will St. Louis Task Force find the bombers before it's too late? Find out the answers to these questions and more in the next episode of the Hawk Chronicles, The Lamprey Eel. Are you itching for a good story? Laughter among friends, maybe even a mystery or two? Well, you're in luck. Fire Breathing Kittens is a standalone Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Each episode is a separate three-hour-long story, like a movie for your ears, so you can listen to these adventures in any order you like. So, join us on a real-play D&D quest as we solve mysteries, attempt comedic banter, and enjoy friendship. Fire-breathing kittens podcast. Fantasy action. Mystery. French.